for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud. Available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. While you're there, please check out all the great articles and podcasts updated daily. So we say we face the same social media censorship that many of our listeners do. So when you share the articles and podcasts on social media, it does help us out a great deal. Even if you are shadow banned, all it takes is uh, one person to see your uh, post to make a big difference and perhaps share it themselves. Well, Rob, we had. I hope you had a great weekend. I know I did. Uh, the weather's starting to get a little chillier here in Illinois. You can tell fall is definitely right around the corner. We had our first freeze. Uh, hope you're doing well up there in New York, in New York City. I know we've got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to be talking about Joe Biden accusing Vladimir Putin of arming up and perhaps going nuclear. Um, And then, of course, the White House, as they're known to do, kind of backtracked their statements a little bit. Nonetheless, it has been a talking point in the news for the past couple of weeks. So we're going to talk about that and how Vladimir Putin maybe feels emboldened under this weak leader that we currently have in Joe Biden. But first, I want to start off with the debates that we're seeing taking place all across the country. A lot of the uh, governational debates took place last week. I happened to watch a few of them. I watched Texas. I watched Illinois. And uh, yeah, I would have to say that the Republican debaters, uh, Greg Abbott and Darren Bailey in the debates that I watched, they did a very good job. Uh, Both of them were good at debating. However, these formats of these debates are horrible. They're an hour long, which I think is a little short for a debate. And But even worse than that, when they're asked a question, they get 30 seconds to answer, then the buzzer rings, and they have to move on. Um, I just don't think that's the best form of debate. It's not letting people really break down the issues. It's turning these debates into just a lot of uh, talking points. And I'd have to say that the moderators in these debates were extremely biased and unfair towards the Democrat politicians. Um, Seems like they were really um, hammering the Republicans on some of the questions and giving them gotcha questions and kind of letting the Democrats, Beto O'Rourke and Governor Pritzker, off the hook, which was disappointing to see. But yeah, Rob, I absolutely love debates. Um, When presidential elections come up, I watch each and every one of them, usually multiple times. So uh, yeah, I'm excited for November and election season, and I'm looking forward to watching more debates. How are you doing tonight? Andrew, I'm doing good. I'm glad to be on tonight. Glad that our listeners are tuning in, because as you said, there's a lot to unpack what happened or what has transpired since last week. You know, usually over the weekend, that's when things news or news dumps take place, hoping that people will move on to the next topic. And the media has become very proficient in doing that. Now, you said you like watching the debates. And many of our followers know that I have said that if I were running for office, I wouldn't debate and I wouldn't debate because I know that the cards are stacked against candidates that are on the right. But people say, well, they need to hear what you have to say. Now, I find it interesting that during this election season, many on the left are choosing not to debate. They don't want to debate. Let's just look at it. John Fetterman 
Emmett Oz, Kathy Hobbs, and Carrie Lake. Of course, Carrie Lake is the Republican. Emmett is the uh, Republican as well. Raphael Warnock, Democrat, versus Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker is the Republican. Mark Kelly and Blake Masters, they had a debate. My God, Angie, did you realize how tall Blake Masters is? I did not. He's like a giant. I'm going to have to Google that while we're talking, but man, he towered over Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly looked like a... I was about to say a midget. Of course, people say, oh, you can't say midget. <laughs> I, I, little people. He was so small. I was like, wow. But that's a, a topic for a different day. Tim Ryan and J.D. Vance. Tim does not want to debate. And he does not want to talk about Joe Biden. All of, a, all of a sudden, Tim has become a moderate Democrat or a quasi-Republican, saying that he tells his party, you can't do this and you can't do that. And he's standing against them. Uh, what's his name said the same thing, Mark Kelly. He claimed that he came out and told Joe Biden, you can't do this on uh, Ill illegal immigrants coming in here. And we've got to stop. We need to put a stop at the border. We need to protect our borders. And we need to do this and we need to do that. Truth be told, he didn't do any of that. He was nowhere seen around it. He didn't want to touch it. And that is a reason why they don't want Joe Biden coming into their turf to campaign for them. But quiet as is kept, no one will call them out. And when I say no one, like, well, who will call them out? The local officials will call them out. Right. But the media won't call them out. That's what matters, because we have given the media control of everything. We're now allowing the media, the Department of Justice and the FBI to decide elections. I'll cover that in a little bit. But if you want to know more, just Google it. You don't even have to Google it. Just connect the dots and look at what happened during the past election and what's happening now with the Department of Justice and with the FBI. It's you, you can't miss it. It's front and center. I will continue on with debates. Kathy Hochul and Lee Zeldin, Kathy being the governor of New York. Now, she didn't win by an election. She won by default after we kicked out Cuomo. We kicked him out because Letitia James, who's not focusing on crime, who's not focusing on all the murders that's taking place in New York. She's not focusing on the subway crimes. She's focusing on, I need to get Cuomo. I need to stop him because I might want to run for governor. Oh, I'm going to go after Donald Trump's children. As well-mannered as they are, I'm going to go after them. Forget about Hunter Biden, although he's like screwing strippers, strippers, and he's doing all this other stuff with his laptop, and Joe is messing around with his daughter, but I don't care about that. I want to go after Donald Trump because I'm a black woman. Hear me war. I have all the power. She's nothing but an imbecile, a failed black woman. But going back to the debate, Kathy Hochul, governor by default, because Letitia James decided to go after Cuomo. And she said, well, you know, we looked at him. She didn't file any charges, folks. There were no charges filed against Cuomo. There were allegations that were made of improper behavior with his staff. Now, the Democrat Party came in and said, you need to get out because you're going to ruin Joe Biden's chances of becoming the president. You're going to ruin his agenda. Cuomo has even come out and said he got no support from the people in his own party. Now he's trying to make a combat. Cuomo, just spill the beans. Just expose the entire Democrat party for who they are, but he won't because he sees a lane there for him somewhere to make a combat. But going back to Kathy, the governor by default. Now she's, been, she's become the governor, the first female governor of New York. She thinks she has all this power. She's giving all these special contracts to all these people who are giving her money New York politicians, I mean, New York 
politics, just like Chicago, is very corrupt and it's controlled by the Democrats. But there's no one to call them out because the media loves this corruption. They don't talk about it, but they love it. So she's giving all of these freebies to all of her donors. She won't debate Lee Zeldin. She's trying to hide and say, oh, I'm too busy. I can't do this. Okay, I'll give you one debate. Now, imagine when Lee Zeldin bests her, he becomes a governor, and then you have a Democrat who wants to debate him, and he says, I'm too busy taking care of the people's business. Do you think the New York Times and the Washington Post will let him get away with that? Absolutely not. They will write hit pieces every day saying, why won't he debate? What is he hiding? But with her, nothing to be said. And here's the other kicker. Last week, I think it was Friday, Thursday, Friday, President Biden came into town. He went to Poughkeepsie, New York to taunt his energy bills and what he's trying to do. A couple of days before that, a fellow citizens, a voter, probably Democrat, was shot dead, caught in the crossfire. He was visiting his son on Parents' Day at a college, Poughkeepsie, New York. I think it's Marist College. He was in the lobby of a hotel. A crazy man comes in arguing with the hotel management as to why he can't get free coffee. The man happens to be a black man, he and another black man. They told him, sir, you've got to leave. He gets mad. He sprays a place with bullets, killing a father of three. Biden comes to town, Poughkeepsie, he says nothing about it. Nothing about this man's life being shot down by a black man. They didn't know each other, just happened to be passing by, and he got shot. Kathy Hochul, she said nothing about it either. She was too busy. Was she too busy? Or did she not want to mention Paul Cutts' name, a 53-year-old CPA from Long Island, New York, who was probably a registered voter? She didn't want to mention his name because had she mentioned his name, she would have to deal with the crime and the violence in New York. The media wasn't going to ask her about it because they were afraid if we ask her about it, she won't call on us anymore. She won't invite us to any of her press events. So best we keep quiet. And like clockwork, she was quiet about it. And Joe Biden was quiet about it. The same way they're quiet about not debating. And Joe Biden, of all people, he's a person who's, I mean, honed this skill down to a fine art by not debating during the 2020 campaign, claiming that, oh, there's COVID. I'm afraid. I've got to stay in my basement. So he stayed in his basement doing some type of campaigning and avoiding debates. And when he did debate, something that you said, Andrew, the moderators were biased. Whenever the Republican Donald Trump tried to explain himself, oh, we don't want to hear about that. We want to hear about Joe Biden. Go ahead, Joe. What did you do next? And you did? And how else? Sat there and lied nonstop. Lied about the Hunter Biden laptop. Said it was Russia disinformation. He had all of these highfalutin previous law enforcement agents to come out and say, oh, it's Russia disinformation, Russia disinformation. All of them came out, John Brennan, James Clapper, Leon Panetta, and so many others. Google it. Well, don't Google it. Go to DuckDuckGo, because we now know that Google has been suppressing information. When you go in and try to Google, their algorithm will not Google come up with the information that you want, but the information that they want you to see. So go to DuckDuckGo. And meanwhile, no one on the hill, on either side of the aisle, looking at Google and saying, Google, you can't do this. You're suppressing free speech. No, they're not saying it. You know why? Because they like it. But back to my story with Joe Biden and the debates. 
him in the basement running his campaign. The same thing all the other Democrats are doing. Look at John Fetterman. Oh, I can't debate. And if I do debate, I need to have this, that, and the other thing. And I need to know what the questions are. And we all remember Donald Brazil giving Hillary yeah. Clinton questions. It's just nonstop. Yeah, I don't know what Pennsylvania could possibly thinking. I mean, they're a key state to keep our um, government balanced and not just let the Democrats run roughshod in voting uh, John Fetterman is definitely a vote to let the Democrats keep running roughshod in our economy and our um, our foreign policy is going to continue to go in the toilet and the tank um, if they keep making decisions like this. Well, the thing is, is that they're not thinking and they're not making the correct decisions. They're making decisions from an emotional standpoint. And we now know and we now see that you can't do that because people lose their lives. Lives are lost. Krasner, the DA Krasner in Pennsylvania, he should be kicked out on his keister, but he's not. Now, one good piece of information that I saw this past weekend that I think is really great, and I've been talking about this for the longest, and that is having someone to go against uh, George Soros. And I, was, I heard that the founder of Citadel, which, who moved their operations from Chicago because of all of the crime, violence, and whatnot, he moved it from Chicago to Florida. His name is Kenneth Griffin the founder of Citadel, which is a hedge fund. Now, the piece of information that I'm glad about hearing, not that he left Chicago, because there are jobs right there. Jobs are gone. There's a huge hole there. But what I'm happy about is that he is now saying, I am going to give to candidates that are running on the right. It's high time, it's past time. There are a lot of billionaires on the right. You can't just sit back and let George Soros run things. This guy's worth more than George Soros. And there are so many other billionaires that are sitting on the sidelines waiting. What are they waiting for? This is the reason why we're in the predicament that we're in, because so many on the right decided to sit on the sidelines and do absolutely nothing, thinking, oh, well, let them run school. Let them be in control of this. We don't need to do this, and we don't need to do that. And now look at where we are. Look at our school systems, riddled with wokeism riddled with kids bringing home books saying, I'm not a girl, I'm a boy, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. I'm not a human, I'm a cat. Just riddled because we sat on the sidelines thinking there's no money in that. We're not gonna push our kids to go teach an education. We're gonna allow the Democrats to do it and look at what they have done. It has been a failure. So now you have candidates that are out there trying to dictate things, dictate the debates, and look at all the staying power they have because of the left-wing media that refuses to call them out, refuses to call them out. And this is where we are. And we're going to continue talking about this on the other side of the break. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available Monday through Friday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast on the America Out Loud iHeartRadio channel, or you can hit up AmericaOutloud.com and click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 Talk Radio. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger. 
but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. We're back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew, and we're going to continue along the same lines of what we've been talking about. I'm going to go back to these uh, debates that I watched this past week with uh, Texas and Illinois, and uh, particularly Illinois. I thought the moderators were very biased, but I was very happy with our Republican candidate, Darren Bailey. He handled it fantastic. Uh, He really was grilling Pritzker. There was a particular moment in the debate where Darren Bailey got out this a piece of paper and he says i have signed this piece of paper that says when i'm elected governor i'm going to serve all four years of my term jb pritzker will you sign this pic this uh this document and say that you're going to only serve four or you're going to serve your full term as governor and not run for president of the united states and uh, jb pritzker of course did a political answer where he goes i intend on serving my full term as governor but he would not come out and say that he has no intentions of running for president in 2024 so i thought that was very interesting and i'm glad that darren bailey put him on the spot that this guy he's just looking to further his career by being reelected. and as far as uh, texas goes i gotta give uh beto o'rourke a tiny bit of credit because If you just watch that guy debate, he is not that bad. He does come off a little charismatic and with some personality and uh, a little likable even. But his policies are absolutely atrocious. He changes his mind like the wind blows. And I thought Greg Abbott did a fairly good job combating uh, Beto and uh, his youth, perhaps, in the debate. But, yeah, I was really happy to see how Abbott and Bailey did And speaking of the moderators, there's this part I want to mention where they kind of hit Darren Bailey with a real hit job. It was a two-sided hit job question where the first uh, thing is they brought up a statement that Darren Bailey once made where he said, um, 
abortion is horrible and even compared it to the Holocaust, which obviously when you compare anything to the Holocaust, it's not good and you're going to get backlash. And of course he did. And at the time he said that he even had Jewish leaders who agreed with him. So they ask him this question. He gives his answer and says that he regrets saying it. Um, the Holocaust is horrific and uh, all this. So he answers that, thinks he gets by it. And then the moderator comes back with a gotcha question. He says, so who were the Jewish leaders that said that they agreed with you? Like just trying to totally throw them under the bus, even got some laughs out of the liberal audience. Uh, that was just completely biased in my book. But uh, we'll continue on, Rob. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, these gotcha questions that we often see these moderators? It seems like these moderators like Chris Wallace, Kirsten Welker, they want to make a name for themselves during these debates, and they don't care if they end up looking uh, partisan or biased. Right, because you would think that they would go back to Pritzker and say, what Black leaders have come out and said that you're doing a great job when you're looking at Chicago? Do you think that Lori Lightwood is doing a good job? And we're not talking about Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson or the local NAACP. What other leaders? Have you gone inside the communities to talk to them to say that everything is okay? Have you gone into the Black communities to say that your position on COVID, the shutdowns was okay, while your wife was out vacationing and other people were forced to stay inside, while our children were forced to stay inside, many of them, since the schools have opened, have not gone back to school. So what part of your policies have really helped Black people, or if you want to say it, African-Americans, because you probably don't know who Black people are? They won't ask those types of questions. And I find it interesting, like you said, that he would not say that he wouldn't run for president. Why would he even consider running for the presidency? A person who has failed, Black people should be up in arms and say, we don't even want you to represent us. You haven't done anything for us yet. Yet, Here they are looking at someone who's done absolutely nothing for them, but caused them to stay behind the eight ball. Meanwhile, they're going to welcome in all the illegal aliens. And speaking of illegal aliens, there was one who went on a stabbing spree in Las Vegas. He was here illegally that we're now finding out. I think he stabbed about six or seven people. And I don't see the Democrats out there saying we need to put a ban on knives. Why is that? I mean, that was a deadly weapon. We've had a couple of knife slashes here in New York City. No, I take it back. I stand corrected. Not a couple, but a handful, if not more, of knife slashing and stabbings in New York City and other places here. But just recently, Las Vegas was done by an illegal alien. No one wants to talk about it. The media certainly won't talk about it. They're trying to hide it, but he was here illegally. It, apparently, uh, the suspect asked showgirls to take photos with the knife before the deadly stabbing. So he wanted showgirls to take a picture of him with the knives. His name was Yanni Barrows, 32, here illegally. Where's the push? I'm just trying to connect the dots here. Since we're so concerned about our citizens being attacked. And not only that, Andrew, here's another one that they won't talk about. They're always talking about violence at schools and we're doing this and we're the worst country. Well, okay, let's just look at Indonesia. What meant Thailand? What just happened there? What just happened in Thailand? A crazy man went in and shot up the school. 47 people were killed. Of that number, 32 were children. 
where is the outcry? Why aren't we seeing the story nonstop on TV? We can't forget it. We must not forget this. So that when the next shooting takes place here in America, we can say, wait a minute, we're not the only ones. It's unfortunate, but in Thailand. Now, what you bet, had they brought it up and asked a Democrat about it, no, that wouldn't, have, that wouldn't dare happen. The moderator wouldn't do that. But if one had happened here in the United States and a Republican was there, well, Mr. Republican, let me ask you this. You say this about gun violence, and why don't you want us to stop guns and this and that? We need to put away the guns. Keep your guns. Keep your guns. You see what's happening out there now? People being shot down. They don't care about it. Again, Poughkeepsie, New York. A man was sh shot during parent day at a college. And the governor said nothing about it. President Biden said nothing about it because they're hoping you don't say anything about it. They're hoping you didn't see it. So those types of questions won't come up during a debate. Now you watch, when Lee Zeldin finally debates Kathy Holchel, they probably won't ask her about the, the shooting in Poughkeepsie. They probably won't ask her, uh, Madam Governor, why didn't you address that when the president was here? Because that is a problem in your state. The same way with Pritzker. Why didn't they ask him? Now, I didn't see the debate. Maybe they did, Andrew. You tell me. Did they even ask him about Lori Lightfoot's performance? How is she as a governor? I mean, I'm not as a governor, but as a mayor. <laughs> they did not. Governor oh. ba Bailey uh, pressed him a lot on the violence in Chicago. But from my recollection, recollection, Lori Lightfoot was not even brought up during the debate. And I wonder why not. Chicago, a major U.S. city, crimes bursting at the seams, death all up. It's like they say more people being killed in Chicago than Iraq. They call it Chirac. But no one will say anything about it. They'll just gloss right over it as if though nothing happened. But if the tables were turned, even if it was far away, they would be asking the same way they do with Trump. Trump is not on the ballot. Well, what do you, do you believe that the election was a fraud? Do you believe that they stole the election? Trump is not in office. Maybe I, this is what I would say. Uh, Madam moderator, maybe you think that the election was stolen since you're still bringing this up. Maybe you think that there were some malfeasance, and maybe there was. Did you bother to ask Jeff Zuckerberg? I mean, Mark Zuckerberg? Or did you even think to ask Jeff Zucker of CNN as to how they suppressed information? Or did you even think about asking Twitter, Jack Dorsey, as to how they suppressed information about the Hunter Biden laptop? Oh, we're not talking about that, right? <laughs> You're not, but we are. See, those are the questions they won't get. So these moderators, that is the reason why I don't like debates because the moderators go in corrupt. They go in already with, we're gonna take them down. Yeah, they do. And Rob, we talked about recently Lindsey Graham putting out this abortion bill right before midterms, putting Republicans in a bad spot. Um, that's been mentioned in both debates that I watched, uh, Lindsey Graham's bill in particular. Of course, uh, they asked Aaron Bailey about abortion, and I kind of liked his answer because you have to walk a tightrope with this because it is such a divisive issue. And uh, Darren Bailey says that Abortion is a divisive topic. It's not on his agenda. It's not what he's working on. It's not the biggest problem in our state. Um, he's focused on other things. So uh, I don't know. I kind of thought that was an interesting response to try and get out of trying to say that you are against abortion because uh, that is a very uh, 
divisive topic for many and could change a lot of votes. So uh, I think that's a smart political play just to kind of stay quiet about it, kind of try and separate yourself. And then when you get into office, that could be the time if you uh, feel strongly about it to make changes. You're right. It is divisive. It is explosive. And there is no right or wrong answer for a Republican or someone who's on the right to answer it, because no matter what they say, the left wing media is going to go in and attack. So like you said, I didn't see the debate, but I think what you said, if that's what he said, it's a perfect answer because you have to be able, you have to pick and choose your fights. Like you said, they're going to ask him what Lindsey Graham's saying, but no one will ask about Cori Bush and all the others who said defund the police. No one will ask him, but Joe Biden said that he was raised as a Hispanic in Delaware. There were no Hispanics in Delaware when he was growing up. That's a flat out lie. But no one will ask him about that. No one will ask about uh, Kamala Harris saying that, oh, we have a relationship with North Korea. Granted, it might have been a Freudian slip or snafu. She was probably tired. But still, they would not have allowed a Republican to get away with it. They would have made it the next comic. Nope, she got to answer it. Nope, she made a mistake. Trump never made a mistake like that. But they always look for it. Joe is out there making all kinds of mistakes, saying everything. One thing I want to talk about is he's talking about Armageddon. Oh, there's Armageddon. Now, remember, folks, that throughout the debates of 2016 or the campaign, the election, all these people came out and said, Trump is going to bring us World War III. Oh, my God, we're on the brinks. Oh, we're going to die. Oh, Joe, I don't believe this. And every debate, well, we don't know if you should have your hands on that red button. Hillary Clinton said the same thing. And then in 2020, the exact same thing. All the bougie elitists, even Barack Obama, Trump is going to get us into a war. He's going to do this. He's going to get us to a war with North Korea. He's calling them rocket man. And he's going to get us into a war with Iran. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do. We're closer to a war, a nuclear war under Joe Biden's regime because of his carelessness his fecklessness, and no one is holding him accountable. We are so close, and the American people are completely clueless. A month ago, New York City came out with a campaign saying this is what needs to happen in the event of a nuclear war. Go inside. If you were outside, take off your clothes, take a shower. This went under the radar. People laughed about it. This was in New York City, and I spoke about this. A month ago, they ran an ad. And now they're doing the same thing. The Biden administration is buying up radiation medication. Why is that? Quiet is just kept. People are laughing. People are still Trump, 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 Trump. Guess what? He's not in office. He hasn't even said he's going to run. The media has you thinking he's going to run so that they can write about something because their numbers are down. Meanwhile, you have all these other candidates on the left who should not be running who should be debating, but they're trying to avoid the debates. And they're trying to ridicule the folks on the right. If they make one little mistake, you mentioned uh, Beto O'Rourke. No, I'm sure that he's a lovely man. I mean, he's tall and skinny, not my taste. 
But they all, he looks like Kennedy. And if you recall when he was, when they thought he was going to run for the president, oh, they were out there. He was on all the cover of the magazines, this little skinny boy. And he was, oh, he might be Spanish. He might be this. He's the next coming. And Oprah Winfrey wanted a piece of him. She did a huge expose in Times Square interviewing him. And Barack Obama came out. He was on uh, Vanity Magazine with the dog. And he was looking rough and tough and all these other things. And then they started to peel back the onion. And so he was just an empty suit, living off his wife's fortune, an empty suit, feeding his wife his kid's poop, an empty suit, who when he didn't run, he decided to go on a tour to reconnect (laughs) himself, an empty suit. So I'm sure that he looks impressive on a stage. But when I see him, I see the same man who said, hell yeah, we're going to take away your guns and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Why he's even on the stage or even thinks that he could run for governor. Texas. Of Texas. It's like, are you serious? But yet and still, he thought he could run for the presidency after being a senator. And the media just ran behind it because they were looking at the looks and, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm like, where? What is he going to do? I forgot about that story where he fed his wife poop. That was oh, yeah. absolutely oh, absurd. I, I, I'm not going to forget about it. The media wants us to forget about it. I'm not going to forget about any of these things because these are the same people who have brought us to where we are now. Failed policies, murder rate, crime rate is up. And people will say, oh, what are you going to do? What, what do you mean? And then, and I know we're going up against a break, a hard break, Herschel Walker. Oh, it's, it's, this is just great. You can't make this stuff up. They're all coming out now, and even his son. And if you guys recall, I said this about the son earlier on when his son was out supporting the dad, and I'm like, yeah, he's, he's good, but I don't trust him. And my intuition was right. Now he's coming out on Facebook crying, saying, well, my dad was this, and he was threatening us, and he was this. Okay, a Christian, put the brakes on it, Miss Drama Queen. Put the brakes on it. Where were yeah. you a couple of years ago? Why weren't you all saying the same thing then? Mr. Social Media Influencer, you're yeah. all saying, oh, they're attacking me and they're doing this to me. Where were you? Now you want us to come out and believe everything that you're saying? Okay, for the record, if Herschel Walker paid some floozy to have an abortion, I don't give a rat's patootie. If Herschel Walker was out beating his wife some years ago, I don't give a rat's patootie. We all change, okay? And what he's looking at, the fact that he was willing to throw his hat in the ring, maybe he's not the perfect candidate. But the fact that he saw what was at stake and was willing to do it because he knew if had anyone else stepped in, they'd have ripped him to shreds. I take my hat up to him. And I would say to all you Georgians, vote Herschel Walker and now Raphael Warnock, who ran over his wife's foot because he was mad at her, who's probably had affairs on the side, although he's supposed to be a man of the cloth who sat in during an investigation of a child molestation case so that he could intimidate the witness and you want me to vote for him? Hell no. Herschel Walker would have my vote every day. He's not the most eloquent speaker like Preacher Boy who fleeces a flock. I don't care if Ralph Warnock was the, is the minister, the head minister of Ebenezer Baptist Church is where, where Martin Luther King used to preach because remember, according to Joe Biden, Martin Luther King is insignificant compared to George Floyd. So 
all this stuff that's coming on, Andrew, I don't give a rat's patootie. I would still vote Republican up and down. We'll continue this later. Yeah, all day, every day, vote Republican, especially uh, 2022 here. These midterm elections are absolutely enormous. We've got to balance the government. We cannot let Joe Biden keep running roughshod and ruining our country. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Rob and I did, and we're so happy we tried Healthy Cell. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. They come in great tasting gel packs. You go to HealthyCell.com. To cost you nothing to go there, check out the products, read the reviews, find what's right for you, and you can now save 25% off with the code OUTLOUD. Yes, that's right. We've never done that before. You can now save 25% off at HealthyCell.com with the code OUTLOUD. Thank you, HealthyCell. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. As Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com Liberty and justice for all. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Folks, and we're back with the last half of After Dark with Robin Andrew. And as you guys noticed, Andrew is back after taking off uh, Might, and we had on as our my co-host, Heather Robinson. And during that show, we were talking about crime. The show before then, we had on BB Diamond, we were talking about crime. And as we've said, we're going to talk about crime up and through the election. And I hope to God Republicans are able to pull this off. I mean, I've noticed in the polls, Andrew that the it, it seems as though we have the momentum 
the polls are showing us, you know, really coming close. I know that the polls on the left are saying something completely different, and which and this is by design because they want people to think that Democrats are winning and that they have a winning message. But I stop and I think about it. You look at uh, Stacey Abrams, who came out the other day. She appeared on Fox News, and she's trying to make the case that she never said that she didn't concede the election. And I'm like, are you serious? She came out so eloquently, albeit stupidly, and said that, well, if Georgia wasn't a racist state, I would be the governor of, of Georgia. I mean, and she just preached this message nonstop. After she lost to, to uh, Kemp, was, it, was that, his, that the guy in Georgia? Yeah, that's him. And, you know, when I, when I think about that election, Brian Kemp and DeSantis, who was going up against the, uh, that other radical, Black radical, who lost because he was a pervert and did all these other things. Andrew Gillum. <clears throat> Andrew Gillum. <laughs> Guys, please go to DuckDuckGo and Google Andrew, I mean, and DuckDuck. And duck at Andrew Gillum. This guy is a character. <laughs> well, make sure your eyes are prepared for what you might see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Make sure your eyes are prepared. You don't want children around. Although Democrats would say, oh, let the children see it. <laughs> they're okay with all, they're okay with taking kids to drag wages. They're okay with all this stuff. And oh, my gosh, we're going to talk about this. I forgot Scooby-Doo, Velma and Scooby-Doo. They're forcing her to be a lesbian. Can you believe it? The topic, we'll discuss it later on. I want to go back to uh, Stacey Abrams saying that she did not say that she didn't uh, concede. And we know that she did. She went on every news outlet. Even Kamala Harris was saying, well, if they want racism, she would be the governor. Well, how about if she had a policy, if she had a found a stamp foundation, she would have been the governor. But Brian Kemp and DeSantis, they were rather tippet when they were when they were uh, going campaigning against Stacey Abrams and Andrew Gillum because they were black. Stacey Abrams and Andrew Gillum. If you didn't know that, they are. They were they were really careful because I think that they were afraid that if had they said something that the people didn't like, they would have come out and called them uh, a racist and. I, at times, I felt that they just weren't DeSantis. I felt that they weren't strong enough in going against them. I thought they were letting them up too easily. Whereas in actuality, they were. Tr it was a very thin line for them to walk because this was at the height of Black Lives Matter. And if you say something against a Black person, you're offending us, no matter if we've done something wrong, no matter about all the crime that the Black men are committing, no matter about all the crime that these Black women are out tearing up stores, you can't say anything against them. Otherwise, you would be labeled. So they were very careful. It was a fine line. And I got to say that they threaded that needle as careful as they could. But this election cycle, if Stacey Abrams and all her girth gets in your way, you better mow that big woman down like it ain't no tomorrow. Because if she's going to get out there and try to fight, she better be ready to take the hits. Plain and simple. I'm tired of this double standards. Oh, you got to be careful with her because she's a woman. Not only is she a woman, she's a black woman. Uh-uh. If she's going to get in the ring, she better put her boxing gloves on. She better put on her big woman panties and be ready to fight. Because some of the accusations she leveled against Brian Kemp, and I haven't always been a fan of his because of the contention with he and Trump, but all the charges that she leveled against him, it's like, uh-uh, that's not going to work this time. 
And I would say the same thing to DeSantis. He seemed to have found his foundation and he's out there swinging and you got to keep doing it. Now, when we opened up, we teased about talking about uh, Putin and Biden and Armageddon and we're up against, you know, the, the last segment. And to really address that, we need an entire hour or so. So we'll probably cover that in tomorrow's show. But as we always do during the last half of the show, we try to make it light and we try to cover some of the secular entertainment things that are taking place that we find interesting. And we just want to give our spin on it because something else I want to talk about. I want to talk about Saudi Arabia and how they are dissing your boy, Joe Biden. Man, talk about a diss. Do you think they would have done that to Trump? Go over and beg and plead Please put out more oil. Please. I need it for my election. I need it to win. I need it for the midterms. Begging. And Saudi Arabia came out and said, no, we're going to, in fact, we're not going to put out any more and we're going to reduce it by 2 million barrels. And your gas prices are going to go up. And just one more thing, Andrew, and here's the kicker. The other night, Brett Baer was talking to one of the, uh, I think it was uh, some official from Saudi Arabia who sits here in America. He's their consular, I think. And the guy said, Brett Baer goes, well, do you think that you guys not putting out that oil, do you think that this is just like that you guys are trying to go against Joe Biden? And he said, no. He said, I think what's happening here is that you guys are in the middle of an election. And this is all politics. I was like, ouch, this is all politics. So Joe is trying to use this. He's trying to blame us to help himself out in his own party. I thought, Mike, drop, bet, Brett, you have been handed your keister on a silver platter it's like no this is all politics now you see what's happening and the media they won't pick up on that they won't say that someone just got got scorched to earth they'll make it seem as though oh joe is trying joe is not trying when the gas prices started going down joe oh this is me it was only going down by two pennies oh i did this but when they go up oh that's putin in saudi arabia man that was a mic drop moment go ahead andrew um, no, you pretty much said what I was going to say. Oh, I said, yeah, 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 you okay, said but, exactly what I was going to follow but, up But with. I thought that was like, man, when he said that, no, this is all politics on Joe's part. And pretty much what he was saying is that Joe is an ineffective leader. Joe is horrible. And while they're out there trying to say, oh, Joe is good. This, Yeah, super his, embarrassing. And the thing about it is, too, is. Uh, Joe Biden's going to pull more out of the reserves in November to try and keep these gas prices down a little bit before midterms. You better believe after that he's not going to care. But uh, yeah, he tried that. And now we're being told that our reserves are the lowest they've pretty much ever been. So he's not going to be able to keep pulling out of our reserve because our reserves going to uh, perish and not even exist. I mean, what this guy has done is a complete disaster complete disaster and no one would answer that on the debate stage and that's the reason why they're hiding and they're running from debates but i'm like but why would you run because the moderator is going to give you cover they're not going to address these issues i mean there's one thing that rona mcdaniel got right when she said that for the presidential debates we're not going to even participate because we already know that your moderators are biased and which is what's happening so i'm like guys go ahead and debate but see they're afraid that although the moderators are bias and will give them cover that the person who's debating will still call them out and people will start to think because that's one of the things I would do and I was to say why is Joe Biden why is the leader of your party going to Kuwait begging for oil I meant not Kuwait but Saudi Arabia got turned down now possibly looking at Iran our sworn enemy 
to beg for oil. And then looking at Maduro of Venezuela, who we have said is a dictator, you're going to go to them and beg for oil when all you have to do is to say, folks in Texas, go ahead. Keystone Pipeline, let's get it back. Pennsylvanians, let's get it back with the coal. Texas, go ahead with the oil. Drill, baby, drill. But they won't say it. And the voters are completely unaware. They don't understand this whole thing with the oil reserves. Oh, well, we got it. Why not use it? Yeah, but that's for when we really get up against a hard time. Or let's say if we're attacked by Putin, we'll have our own reserves. But, you know, Putin might not be able to do anything with that since the uh, Nord Stream pipeline was blown up. I wonder who did that, America. Shh, shh, we'll discuss that. And we'll discuss that later on in the week, the Nord Stream pipeline. Don't believe what the media is telling you. Don't believe it. You can't trust the FBI. You can't trust the Department of Justice. Do not believe them. Now, let's lighten things up a little bit here. I know I've just given you guys a lot to unpack during the first block of the show and now in the second block. Andrew and I, we've covered a lot of heavy stuff with the debates. And we're going to continue to do so this entire week. But there's something else I want to talk about this, you know, a little light. I'm, I'm looking at my list here, Andrew, and I have... Uh, Kanye West and Tom Brady and Giselle. I'm also looking at the time. And I want to touch briefly on Kanye because I know you have some thoughts on it. And then I want to move on because Kanye West, what he said the other day to Tucker Carlson, there's a lot to unpack here. There's a great deal to unpack. And it was eye-opening. It was riveting. I do believe that Kanye has, uh, what is it? He has suffers from bipolar. Because when you, when you were watching him talk, he was, he was just like a stream of consciousness. He was touching so many different things. But if you're intelligent, and if you have on your filters, you would be able to pick apart what he was saying and say, oh, my God, this guy is onto something. Now, a lot of people say that he's brilliant as far as his music. I, I don't like his music. <laughs> I just don't understand it. I will say that his gospel CD was good. And I have that. And, uh, and I listen to that when I'm working out. But his other stuff, I just, I don't, Rush Limbaugh even said, this guy's stuff is great. I'm like, I don't get it. I just don't, it's just, it's a lot of noise to me, but that's how I am about a lot of rap music. But that being said, the guy said, say, oh, you know, go ahead. You, you know, you don't even have to ask me my opinion on rap music. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'll listen. I like the beat when I'm working out. There's certain I mean, I like when they're sampling other people's work because then right. I know what they're saying. Right. But just the regular stuff, like yeah. when I'm out and about on a loudspeaker, let's say if you're in an amusement park, you're like, oh, okay. But just to sit at home and listen to it, uh -uh, you would never see me doing it because I just, and it's to each his own. I guess it's an acquired taste. But going back to Kanye, uh, man, he, he said a lot on Tucker Carlson. And now people are coming out saying that it's time for us to divest Kanye West. In other words, it's time for us to counsel him. It's time for us to ruin him. It's time for us to take away his money stream. Adidas, which had a deal with him, they're looking at doing the same thing. And something that he said about that, he said, do you actually think that they're after me? They, they want me? He said, no, they want me because what I bring to the table, because I have a lot of people that are following me and they will use that to sell their products. And I'm like, wow. So now they want to counsel him because he's coming out saying white lives matter. When did it become wrong to say white lives matter? And you have a lot of white people that are out there that are just as dumb and stupid and ignorant that are saying, oh, that's offensive. It's offensive to say that your life matters. 
they think about it. You're saying that it's offensive to say your life matter, but you can say Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, which came out of a group that is a Marxist group that don't believe in the Black family, that don't believe in Black men, wants to destroy Black men. Oh, wow, look at what they're doing to Kanye West. They're trying to destroy a Black man. Look at what Kim Kardashian is doing. He came out and said, she's a 40-year-old woman and she's still showing her butt. I don't want my kids around that. I don't want my son, my Black son around that. But oops, look at Dwayne Wade's son, who said that he is a girl. And Dwayne Wade is okay with that. Look at all these other people that are saying, oh, it's okay to wear a dress, Black man. Stop being so toxic, Black man. And what is Black Lives Matter doing? Trying to destroy the Black family, trying to destroy the Black man. Shh. But that's what Kanye West was talking about. And now you have all these people coming out saying it's time to counsel him because he's speaking truth to power. And we don't want Black people to know that. We don't want Black people to know that if you don't think the way we want you to think, we will counsel you. You don't have free speech the same way we had you on the slave plantation. We now have your mind on the slave plantation. Andrew, what do you say? Yeah, you're 100% right. And I loved his appearance on uh, Tucker Carlson and what he had to say. And uh, he actually had a show get canceled in Los Angeles. I don't know if you heard about this in November. Yep, a concert, yep. Yeah, and apparently it's an issue with staffing. The venue said they could not get enough staffing to work the event. And uh, how pathetic are some of these leftists that will refuse to work a Kanye West show because they uh, disagree with him politically? Just say I'm, I'm not at all surprised, but here's the other kicker, Andrew. The largest consumer of rap music is white men, white young white men. So these are the ones that are saying, oh, I guess they're girlfriends. If you don't stop listening to him, we're not going to give you any, <laughs> no sex for you. This is so crazy. <laughs> this society is crazy. Like I said, when you stop and think about it. Okay, got to move on to the next one. Giselle, Tom Brady Giselle. Are you a Tom Brady team or Giselle team, Andrew? Um, probably Tom Brady. I mean, guy just wants to play football and seems like she was very uh, resistant to that from what we hear. But uh, now that the divorce is happening, uh, I have a feeling she's about to cash in bigly. Well, Andrew, when you say cash in, she's worth more than he is. No way. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. She's How is that possible? Yeah. Well, because of all of her, uh, her modeling contracts, she's a, I think she is the first billionaire model. Yeah. Before they married, she uh, was worth more than him. A lot of people are surprised by that. But yeah, look it up. She's I'm worth more. I'm shocked by that. <laughs> yeah. Now, that being said, once he, once he does retire... He will have all these contracts with Fox to be a commentator. And I think one of them puts him, he'll be making, I think within the first year, I think almost $500 million. But as of now, she's worth more than him. But uh, so, yeah, so he might make out big, but I doubt he'll want it because he's like, hey, I'll, I'll have money. I have money anyway. But here's my take on it. I'm, I'm kind of Tom, I'm team Tom is that I think it's more than this whole she's mad that he wants to play football and she's been at home taking care of the kids. And, and someone even said, oh, and she's taking care of one of the kids that's not even his. Only a liberal would think of that. Okay, it's her stepchild. Who cares? Why would you bring that up? Well, they brought it up because they wanted to say, well, you know, he cheated on his first girlfriend, uh, something Monahan, to go with Giselle. Giselle, who was with, what is the guy's name? Leo DiCaprio. 
here's the deal. I think that there was more brewing in this marriage other than football. That was probably part of it. You've been married for almost 11 years and now you're going to throw it all down the drain because he wants to go back to his career. And you're saying, but that's not fair because I want my career. Okay, Giselle, you're almost, I think you're 35. What, if you're, what is your shelf life? Let's just be honest. And this is not me dictating this. This is the left. The left dictates the shelf life of women. Okay, not me. What is your shelf life as being a model? What are you, even Christy Brinkley, even what is that other, Heidi Klum, they decided to, okay, we're going to hang it. We're going to put it up, put our swimsuit up because her body isn't the same. We might model, but we're not going to do the swimsuit stuff. Now, I have met <clears throat> Giselle. She used to work out at a gym that I worked out at. Uh, she's a very beautiful woman. I think she has bad skin to a degree. And, you know, a lot of people have bad skin. But, uh, and she's, I guess she's nice, but I, I've seen other women look a lot better. She's a great body and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, she, she's worth more. I think that. I don't think that there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, what do you call it, uh, sparks flying over this. I think it'll be an amical divorce. And then they'll move on. Okay, we're up on the hour. I think, Andrew, you want to miss one more thing, which was Rob Saber. Go for it. Yeah, we're just going to briefly talk about the uh, owner of the Phoenix Suns, Robert Sarver, who's pretty much being forced to sell his team because of that investigation and some supposed uh, racist comments he made years and years ago. And uh, I think it's just another example of the cancel culture, which is really a shame. And uh, yeah, we continue to see that time and time again. Well, thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you stream, or go to AmericaOutloud.com. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.